And we're back. Listenership, audio dope. We make a triumphant return. Hopefully, you are whole. That would be great. Um, and having a great time uh, in the midst of people who aren't having such a good time. But that's why we're here. And I present to you, my brother, from another. He hails from Spain. I'm not mistaken. No, no you're right. You're you know right. what I'm saying? Marcos the Boas. I fucked that full... last name up for sure. No, you got a pretty good, man. Full uh... government name, too. Official. <laughs> you <laughs> like, yo, you want to put my passport up here as well? I mean, the you know the little like uh, link you sent me asked me for a name. I almost didn't write my real name. I was like, I don't know where this is going, man. I might not have to. I might not put the full, full name in here. So oh, I just left it goodness. at Marcos. So I appreciate well, you giving out the government early. See, this is what happens over such a long period of time. The trust diminishes into man. I, mm-hmm. I was like about to put a suit on them, like I do at Starbucks. That way, they just call out Optimus Prime, and then I stand up, and people go, "Word, <laughs> that's what we doing." Oh my gosh, man! Oh, man. oh my gosh, uh, you're at Sirius. I am, yeah, yeah. Sirius XM Radio. I. Uh... Did NFL for a while. I did NBA for a while. And I think I'm a year and a half deep into doing soccer. You've so we been slowly there the ent- keep going into what we're supposed to be doing. Oh my gosh, you've been there the entire time. What are we supposed to be doing, brother? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, nah, I don't even know when we left Syracuse, but pretty much off and on, yeah. I've kind of stayed as serious and well, so far they keep paying me, so we're doing something right. So are you currently a producer? Correct. Yeah. I produce, okay. um, okay. it's a couple shows, but yeah, mainly from 10 to one Eastern, whatever mm-hmm. shows on the radio over there. And yeah, we make it happen. Sometimes we're on air. Most of the time we're off the air, but you know, whatever we need to, to make that show happen, we do. You're currently doing, uh, you said you're currently doing the NFL or the NBA. Which one of those? I'm on soccer now. So, soccer now. Uh, I'm yeah, a great listener. A lot of, a lot of English. <laughs> yeah, you're <laughs> I just said this. We did do a lot of uh, Premier League, a lot of uh, La Liga, some MLS stuff. Diversify. You know what, though? Come to think of it, pause. You used to actually, I'm really good at this, uh, you used to wear a soccer jersey all the time, but I never, football, it never dawned on me that you gave a shit about the sport. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the part Obviously. where we're from Spain. So you had to go back to yeah. the first like sentence you said in the podcast. Like It is. It was kind of born into you. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. No, soccer has always been a big passion of mine. NBA and soccer. I was cool with either or, but um, we've worked our way around through the company for various reasons. But yeah. But NBA was probably my big. Ba- I was there for like six, seven years doing that. So I did that for, for a minute. How do you feel about. First off, first oh, off, let yeah, me nervous, start. Yeah, about Draymond Green. <laughs> no, no, no. Right. But since you mentioned it, uh, let's start with an apology from me. Listenership, you will all be the first to hear this. This is coming from the bottom and the top and the sides of my heart. Uh, Brother Marcos, I apologize. Except far too much. Damn, I didn't even have to explain. You even got explained it, bro. Yo, he's he's the that's best. how easy it goes. Except yeah, hey, yo, you're the most easiest going dude that I know, man. You are one of my favorite people in the universe, and uh, I will not let that time elapse anymore. That uh, we aren't as communicative as we uh, could be. 
Especially being as good of friends as we are. We gotta do better mm. than that. My my beard is white now. My beard is white. That's how much time. <laughs> no, it's been a dip. That's the first thing I noticed. I was like, man, I was like, woo. I have a little touch of gray up here, but like that is Oh my gosh. That's legit what you got there. Legit. And I'm telling you, it's even whiter in person. I earned this shit, man. I earned mm-hmm. this shit. Many People years don't know what we've been through, fam, at Syracuse, bro. Like Road Dogs. What was the name of the place that we used to go to every single day and eat? Oh my lord! The I, you know, I've thought about. There's a couple I've thought about. I don't remember the name of that place. We went to a bar where you introduced me to a white Russian drink. <laughs> yes, and Big Lebowski style. I don't remember the name of that place because I've thought about it sometimes. I'm like, I don't remember that either. And then there was the like gyro place, right? Some Greek place or something like that that we eat at. That was banging, and I don't remember the name of that place either. So I don't, I clearly don't remember names, but I do remember those times. That's all the fucking matters, dog. Mm-hmm. It's the times, um, precisely. So the name of the two places, the first place, and you're going to smack your forehead like, oh shit, Chucks. Nah, we could have been here the whole podcast. I wouldn't have gotten Chucks. <laughs> I was like, I, that, I, I, like, I believe you because you're saying the oh truth, but gosh. Chucks does not. Damn, nah. you're like, you know, that doesn't even ring a bell. Yeah. Right? Shout out to my brother, Chuck. My actual brother. Um, <laughs> Good. One, one of them. But no, so Chucks was the main that was place like the that main people go to. to. Okay. Yeah, I was about to say something. So... <laughs> You know what I was about to say, and then that would have been plausible as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Chucks, that's where I introduced you to the white Russian. Hey, look, I, you weren't there when I got kicked out, right? No, or were I you? Okay, that. okay, okay, okay. Yeah, or maybe I we were too many white Russians deep. I don't remember, but I, but usually you would give me a ride everywhere, so no, I I would remember that because then I'd have to find a way home. <laughs> it was <laughs> like shit. Well, um, wasn't drunk or anything. See, this is what happened. Um, I was there and I was talking with the usual bartenders and wrong place, wrong time. I asked for a white, a white Russian. It was busy that day. They were out of glasses, clean glasses. He said, here, just take this. Handed me the entire shaker. I should have never. I took the entire I shaker. To you. I mean, I don't... He he placed it in my hands like Indiana Jones and the, the chalice. He, mm-hmm. You know, he gave to the villains and they drank it and Spelled disaster for them, for me as well. Don't okay. touch silver things. The people hand to you, bad shit happens. Is what the that's a cautionary tale. So I took that, and then his boss walks up, obviously, and he didn't realize this, and he's like, "Well, it's either me or you, dog." <laughs> he threw me under the bus, the train, the subway. Uh, I mean, rightfully dog. so. I, I do understand. I mean, I man's hustling. I understand. Yeah. In hindsight, like I was hurt, bro. I was com- oh, I was completely yeah. baffled, befuddled, confused by this treachery, this betrayal. I've never been so betrayed, <laughs> and I was like, "Damn, I I I've done nothing but be a good person and order white Russians, and this is the thanks I get." But That's in the great. moment, I was heated, dog, and so like they escorted me out. The one dude who escorted me out was like, "I don't want to," you know. But I was like, "I understand." Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was heated, dog, and I was like, just puzzled. I'm like, dog, you just said I could. Well, so, of course, huh? yeah. You, you literally, <laughs> it's not like you asked for it. Like, he literally gave you the thing. He literally and, handed me the thing. Yeah. And got booted out of there. I was back in the next day, but um, <laughs> in hindsight, no like, grudge, you learn a lot. Good. 
you learn a lot when you just grow as a person and just have way more experience. And you're like, oh, he was trying not to get fired from his occupation. Well, exactly. Like that's why. Like at the moment, I probably would be with you as well, like angry yes. and upset about it. But immediately, I was just like, oh no, I get it. My man was working. He's like, nah, man, this is an easy decision. Me or you is you, man. And you come it's back you, tomorrow. But tonight <laughs> is you. Like it's not. <laughs> tonight I ain't getting fired. You fired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, damn it, man. <laughs> So, you know, it's just going to be a little mild embarrassment for you and uh, job security for me. You know what I'm saying? And a good story for a podcast later on down the road. So, I mean, look, and this is before podcast even existed. Like, this story wouldn't exist had he not betrayed me that day, that fateful day. You know what I mean? So, uh, producer of your own show was the goal of yours? Like, what are we talking about, man? Like, yeah, I mean that was the goal even even back at Syracuse. So we we low key made it happen. I don't, I don't really think about it like that. I don't you, have five you, year, ten year you're plans, doing it. like that. But yeah, when you look you're back and think it. about like what we talked about and what's happening, yeah, um, that's all that we used to talk about, bro. Is this day like this moment? Yeah. Like you producer of some shows, plural, and this is the latest one I'm working on at Sirius XM. Uh, are you in Hoboken still? No, or. You, we uh we actually we moved my girl and I moved about a year and a half ago. Where uh, this is cute. We're uh we're in the suburbs now. Relative Cranford. <laughs> I call it hood adjacent still because it's like I told her when when she was talking about moving because she wanted to move. She whatever she works at a school closer to here. I don't really go into the city as much, like just because of working remote, post pandemic, all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. So I was like, yeah, I was like, we could definitely move. And I was like, I got a rule though, like got to be at least 15 to 20 minutes away from Newark. I was like, I like anything around there is just like hood adjacent. Like I'm, I'm good. Like I lived there my whole life. I'm familiar with the area. We got to be 15. So Cranford's about 15 minutes away. And initially I told her, I was like, nah, it's too close. I was like, that's just like off the board, not an option. Man. And then we came to look at this place and yeah, we're literally like at like a dead end street. Like, you know, like, I don't know about his like, whatever you picture the suburbs are is exactly what this end of the street looks like. And uh, yeah, it's been a change of pace. I'll say that. So basically, the uh, your neighborhood looks like the intro song to Weeds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not much money in it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That's amazing, bro. I'm so proud of you, dude. So it's a change of pace for sure. Um, very peaceful. Now it's like every time you hear a noise, I get worried. I'm like, what is that? Oh, it's a deer. Um, yeah, I don't know. Not not built for it. I'm not gonna lie. I can completely relate to that statement you just made. I grew up in a place where you could see the stars in the sky. Mm. I grew up in a place that was right, like across the street was a pond where you can go fishing or ramp your bike into the the body of water. Uh, we don't do that, but they did. Uh, <laughs> Miss Mary built, had some guys build us a ferry so that we can ferry across the pond. It was that big. Um, it was like the bridge to Terabithia type shit, man. Like stuff you saw in nineties movies. It was very adventurous. <laughs> and this was in a suburb, but we was at the highest point in the neighborhood, uh, independence point. Shout out. Uh, but we had ponds, we had bullfrogs, grass carp. You don't eat because gross, you know what I'm saying? Like it was okay. amazing, bro. But when you said that, um, you're worried when you hear noises, that's what it is. If it's not a symphony, if crickets or kids running around playing, mm-hmm. everything else is like, who there? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? It was a big, big, big change of pace. Um, it was good. Blessed, man. Blessed. Mm-hmm. Knock on wood. Worked for it, too, but blessed. Hey, you earned that, brother. Mm-hmm. You earned that. 
uh, through the blood, sweat, and the gears, man. You know what I'm saying? We don't cry unless it's down the inside of our face. You know, man, shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was the funniest thing when I first met you. Uh, you was like, yeah, I'm from Spain. I was like, you sound like Raphael from the Ninja Turtles, though. <laughs> <laughs> you got the best accent of all I never, time. Man. I never really understood, like, Syracuse was a, a learning experience to that where, like, everybody just thought I was from a different place, and I didn't really... But growing up in Newark, like I never had an accent, like it wasn't a thing. Like that's just, mm-hmm. I guess, how people talk. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I got there that people then told me. And then coming back to Jersey, I was always like, all right, well, let's see if people say something now. And no, no one has ever said anything after I left Syracuse about my accent again. And I'm like, I don't know, man. I think it was those people up there. I don't know. It I don't was, think it was dog. me. I think it was. I think it was them. I was like, oh, I, I would agree with you because you only have an accent when you ain't where you're from. Well, yeah. I it's regular where you at, right? I guess you are true. Yeah, I guess yeah. we all talk the same. Then yes, yeah, you were right. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, but there was that time when you was a Miss, uh, you was in Barbara, can't remember her last name at this moment, her class. You Ooh. know the class where everybody wanted to have a mutiny? Yeah, uh, the, uh, that's the only thing I remember about it. Yeah, that people were like were going up to whoever ran the department and said, we got to get oh out of there gosh. or something like that. I was Yo, they was trying to get her out of there and have her job her hide i was wow, like dog man. it was an easy day man what do y'all crazy <laughs> entitled children oh my gosh wow but I, like especially as a grown man now right like grown grown you, like you look back and you're like damn you're trying to get her job mm-hmm. get her job before yeah. food because y'all just don't like how she's teaching y'all mm-hmm. that's crazy i'll spend seven to seven thousand dollars a semester for this oh yeah i'll be you damned got, if you when you get those lines i just let us walk out i'm like all right Oof. good for you man I was like, man good, good for you good luck but the thing is, so we were doing various projects, right? Um, it was Industry Forces. Industry Forces was the name of the. Uh, it's the name of it. Wow. Yeah, it was your memory's good, Forces, right? My memory's kind of ridiculous, Chuck's and man. Industry Forces. You got it. All right. Hey, and Finnegan's was the other bar. We didn't go to as much, but we only went on flip night. <laughs> yeah, that's why you started laughing. You're like, oh my gosh, I do remember again, Flip Night. I remember that. I do not remember Finnegan's at all, but I do remember that. Yes. Oh my gosh, bro. And then yeah. our, our other spot was Owl's Wine and Whiskey Lounge because it was fancy and you got to See, play Jenga. Owl's sounds a little bit more familiar to me right there. See, I, Super. I yeah. Dimly lit, the fly mm-hmm. couches and whatnot, right? Yeah, nice place yeah, to bring yeah. somebody. Yeah, yeah, brother. Okay. Mm-hmm. That was down at Armory Square. Right. That was a little bit further away. See, that's the one I, w- I was thinking about. Yeah. I don't remember the other two at all. I remember that yes. one. I remember the White Rushes there being solid. <laughs> yes. I don't, I remember they played jazz randomly sometimes, and we'd come in, and I'd be like, I don't know about this jazz stuff, but that's cool. Like, I guess it's a cool thing. Change of pace, but I don't, I'm not really up on my Nora Jones these days, so I'm not 100% sure what's <laughs> happening here. But that's cool. Man, um, I swear Nora played like the harpsichord or something. <laughs> I, I, I really. It, it I, was one of them esoteric <laughs> instruments that she plays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, Nora. So we industry to, forces. What what the hell happened there? What, the, what were you about to tell me right. about that thing? Yeah. All right. So so we learned about the history of radio, um, which we also learned about in uh, Doctor Roosevelt Rick Wright Jr.'s class. Mm-hmm. What a character that guy is! Yeah. Shout out to Doctor Rick. Yeah. <clears throat> but industry forces was about the. Um, <laughs> the forces of industry. <laughs> Maybe that's why they were so upset with that. No, so we learned about radio and random stuff. And do you know how vague a title that is? Of course, oh, you yeah, could of course. Re- you yeah. could literally make shit up the day yeah, before and anything. make us 
Yeah, I think that that's why they was probably so pissed. Yeah. It's like maybe a complete lack of structure. And it was like an amorphous blob of just information that just took up a certain amount of time. I think that the... What I think she it was did, her first year teacher, though, right? It was her was first like, year ever teaching. Right? She came straight that. from... Whatever she actually did, like a real channel. Job. Yeah. yeah, she was doing real shit. And then they was like, yo, could you teach? Which mm-hmm. is a whole different skill. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, she was trying. She was doing her best, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, she's a person. And she's learning, like, as much as we are right mm-hmm. now. Like, we all in this shit, like, learning together. What she has is that she just knows way more than we do about everything. How real life works. <laughs> yeah, how yeah. life works. So if y'all can at least take something out of this experience, it's probably all of her experiences. Probably. Mm-hmm. Just relax. Just relax. So I brought that moment up because there was a moment when you like you shifted from uh, you know, Jersey, right? To just straight up blowing Erica's mind with your Portuguese. Oh we yeah. had a, we had a project. Was, Yes. Oh my lord! I don't remember. I don't remember what the concept was behind that. I don't. I don't it was something silly, but I don't. I remember we were like selling some product, and I had hats that could translate to different languages. And then, yeah, I did a little. Did, did I know what it was called at the time? But I did a little flex there with different languages, <laughs> and uh, some hit better than others. Yeah, some some were a little more successful than others. Uh, but everybody was very appreciative. And I do remember Barbara Barbara Jones Jones. Sounds Thank familiar, you. Shout name. out to Barbara Jones. I remember yes. Mrs. Jones being relatively yes. impressed. She told me after she's like, "That was great. Like I would have believed that actually happened." And I was like, "I mean, you could give me some credit for knowing more than one language, but yeah, it could have been the hat as well. Like, sure, that's fine. Like we could label that." Such a sweet lady. I mean, not to mention, like, you were um, mild-mannered, right? Um, Very comfortable in your own skin from the very beginning, which is what I always liked about you, was that Marcos was Marcos. And Marcos wasn't about to be nobody else but Marcos. He didn't know what else to do but be Marcos. Don't really know what else to do Chilling. Chilling. Yo, what's your opinion on this? Hey, I'm in the middle. All right? Yeah. (laughs) Word? Yeah, man. I'm just chilling for real. All right? (laughs) Like, Marcos created zero static, bro. He was just chilling, like... Um, if he was on 10, he was, he was going to bring it down to a five, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, pause. But if you were uh, at zero, I'd bring you up to a five as well. Yes. Yeah. yeah. If you're at zero, he's bringing that bring you up know, to a five. Right, right, to, right up to a five, just mm-hmm. chilling, just vibing out, man. Um, but you just morph seamlessly from like, uh, you know, a teenage mutant ninja turtle uh, <laughs> slang, to, right? Because you had the muscle shirt, that was your go-to look, sleeveless shirt, yeah. fitted hat. Yeah. Uh, that was a thing. I remember I had like four or five. That was like the gist of it that I kept putting a different hat on and using a different language. So I don't. Yeah. yeah. Like a Nintendo me. And you would just, every time you put a new <laughs> hat on, your whole language changed. Yeah. And everybody judged the book, a book by its cover because you were kind of to yourself, you know, kind of right. quiet. You would talk to the people that you wanted to talk to. That was just me. Mm-hmm. And, Pretty much. Know, yeah. Select others, but it was really just me. Yeah. And then, um, they never saw that side of you, so they assumed that you only knew a certain limited amount of things. And I'm sure you've always encountered that a lot, because you were always way more brilliant than what people would perceive you to be because of the way yeah. you dressed and because you was quiet. Then you just started changing languages. You spoke like three or four of the mugs, and everybody was like, "Huh?" Yeah, I was. It was a pretty cool moment there. But but you're right. Yes. I, I don't run into that. I more so in Scranton, my undergrad. I remember I had that issue where like teachers will really judge a book by their cover. Like I remember I took an ethics class once, which I always found mm. hilarious. 
and whatever, I got like a hundred on whatever test or some high grade or whatever. And the guy like asked to see me afterwards. And I was like, all right. And then he was like, hey, listen, like you got this, but like, I, I clearly know you like cheated. Like, what's the deal? And oh, I was just like, what do you mean? And he was just like, well, like, I mean, look at you and like the class and like, come on, man. And then I just like, I, I felt like kind of bad, but at the same time, I was like, my man, like you asked for this. And I just like ripped them a new one. I was like, listen, man. I remember it was something about like Socrates and some nonsense that that guy said. No disrespect to Socrates. Shout outs to him. But he did some analogy Sox. with some like, ah, oh, some gadfly or something. I don't know. I remember this dude like taught the whole class a thousand times. So I just said it verbatim back to him. And I was like, this is all you've been saying for the past three weeks, man. This class is so boring. I was like, I could have taken this test a month ago. I was like, you just keep saying the same ish. I'll give you an edited version here for the podcast. Uh, and uh, you, I was like, you, you can speak your mind. Okay. This is an rated G. Uh, oh, gee. Okay, good. Uh, and then, yeah, my man was like shell shocked. And he was just like, all right, well, I guess you didn't cheat, but like, watch yourself. And I was like, no, you watch yourself, my man. And I was like, you watch you. What the hell am I watching? So, yeah, randomly I'd run into people who judge the, the book by the cover, but that's all right. My goodness. There was a time where I was um, accused of cheating uh, one time. Mrs. Braddock. <laughs> okay. Where we at here? Uh, High school? Man, we was in middle school. Middle listenership, school. Listenership. Oh, your boy was in middle school. And he was minding this business. And he was a hell of an artist. And he would doodle in class. And he would uh, also draw in art. So I have this ability, had this ability, um, to draw things to scale. Um Meaning, like, if I saw it on a magazine or whatever it was on, I could draw it and make it look very much like that same size. You know how people, like, they might draw a miniaturized or a smaller version of it or a larger version of what Mm -hmm. they see? The exact same. So Mrs. Braddock saw that shit, and she thought, like, when I turned it in, I drew a Jaguar, shaded it and everything. All of the spots, everything. Photorealistic eyes, everything. Because I pay attention to even like the shading and the details and like the refractals and like the reflection in the eyes and everything, like light hitting them. So I drew all of that. And I drew a German shepherd. We were drawing animals, doing animal study. Drew that shit, turned that shit in. And she was like, yeah, you get like a zero. Like she gave me like a zero or some shit. I was like, man, you could like give me like some points for putting my name on the damn thing. You know what I'm saying? She gave me a zero. I was like, nah, this this won't do because your boy listenership... He can't bring home a B minus even. That's too damn close to a C. <laughs> My dad used to say, look, man, you can't even bring home a B minus in this house. That's too damn close to a C. That's I good, was like, man. That's uh, good. I like that. It's healthy. It was very healthy. So, But art, you can't really cheat at art, though. Like, there's this, no... This, at least mine, you could like say that maybe you copied somebody's paper, but like... Brother... Art literally is the greatest scam in the history of things that have been made because it can be whatever. No one has a definition of it because ain't no definition of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's really you spilling the inside of your mind onto a page or a canvas and it's whatever people want it to be. And the value of it is literally whatever enough people decide the value of that piece is. Mm. It can be, it's worth actual Nothing. It's worth nothing. Zero dollars. But if you get enough people to agree that it's art per a criterion that they all team up and agree upon, then it's worth something all of a sudden. True. Very true. So to your point, so she accused me of cheating. I don't know how you cheat on like 
or drawing a Jaguar. That's tough. <laughs> I don't see it. How many losses have you taken, ma'am? Um, to force this upon me. So she said, I cheated. My mom pulled up to the school immediately, like, because she was fully aware of my artistry. And uh, <laughs> I just, I was just drawing stuff, just drawing stuff. I showed her binders and stuff that I would draw. I was drawing Pokemon and all, all kind of shit. Uh, but yeah, that, like, that was the time that she accused me of cheating. And uh, she walked that back because she kept seeing me draw shit. And I'm like, see, I could just keep drawing if you want. Yeah. Like, the facts speak for themselves. That, yeah, that's, this that's is, a bad one. That's, I mean, that was, it was terrible. It, uh, this was in like the sixth or the seventh grade, man. And I'm like, look, ain't nothing serious at that stage of life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey, the only thing that you're doing is stifling a young artist. And so he takes a whole different path in life. Yeah, 100%. Maybe robs, maybe robs a few banks instead. <laughs> maybe, uh, I mean, look at what you're doing. That's on you, Miss Braddock. This is on you, Miss Braddock. <laughs> this is on you. I could have been something special. But instead, you want to stymie my growth. Oh, telling me that I didn't do what I did. Fine, I'll do something different then. Something you might, <laughs> something you might not like so much. You know what I'm saying? Nah, man. Uh, yeah, but that was when That's I was good. Too. Oh my gosh, bro. Uh, how did you feel about that? Uh, what was it? Oh, that video I sent you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was pretty intense. You sent me a video on like, uh, just like, uh, I mean, first of all, like the dude just starts like 30 seconds in. He was going like 100 miles an hour. I had to like stop it. And I was like, hold up. I wasn't ready for this. Like I, <laughs> mentally, I was not in the situation to process so much facts being spit at me. But yeah, it was a video just about like the changing in gaming and modern times and stuff like that. And a lot of the negatives about it. I will say there are some pros that my man just either skated right by or didn't bring up. Um, I guess that's, you know, the whole being in the middle part of me. Yeah, I mean, listen, I tend to agree with a lot of you said, you know, I don't know. We grew up in a day where you could just like put, you know, like a cartridge in like a thing and it worked. And yes. that's it. And now, like, you know, I got, like, 2K fairly recently. And, yeah, it was, like, an 80-something gig download. I'm like, ah, hold up. I got to take stuff off the hard drive. Then put this on. But then there's an update. And then it's like, ah, hold up. Let me – oh, I got to log in. I got to make a 2K account. By the time I got to play, I was like, you know what, man? I'm good. I'll play tomorrow. I think I'm I'm all right for today. I was like, I we we got it on the system. Mission accomplished for today. So – yeah, there's pros and cons. On the flip side, I can tell you that they update the rosters and change this stuff all the time, which back in the day, you know, when you bought Madden 94, that's it. You were stuck with Madden 94 to 95 came out, for good or for bad. So there's pros and cons to it, man. Uh, the monetization aspect was always interesting to me. I, 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 would, I would lean towards it. You probably agree with me with this because I talk to my friends about this all the time. Like, I buy a game, right? I pay $70 for that game. 70 hard-earned American greenbacks. That's it, man. I'm not paying another dime. Like I, That was the, 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 the negotiation we did was I, I bought your video game for $70, not, and then you have to pay more for X. Um, so like the 2K thing is crazy. I don't play it that that much, but like to see people that actually buy, uh, I forget the name of what the hell it's called, whatever the in-game currency is for that. like VC. VC, there you go. And I'm like, man, like, how are you just dropping all this extra cash? But once again, it's a free world. So if you want to do it, go for it. Go crazy. But me, I, you couldn't pay me to spend money in that game. Like, it's not like there's no way that I would be like, I spent $70 and now I'm going to spend X more to improve my experience in the game. Nah. 
remember what we used to always discuss. We used to always like a lot of our conversations out like outside of hip hop or whatever. We talked a lot about gaming and mm-hmm. where it could go. That's why it's fascinating talking about this now that so many years have gone by since we used to always have those specific conversations about where gaming could go. Because yeah. you and I were talking about the structure of the storytelling. Like maybe they can look like movies someday. Man, we used to be like, maybe they can like look like movies someday, like where they're basically making movies, mm-hmm. which is a part of the problem that dude was talking about. They don't make them fun. They make them cinematic. They're yeah. so caught up in making movies. You know what I'm saying? Uh, back to the VC, though. Before we go to the other part, back to the VCs uh, stands for very corny. Uh, sure. My bad. Virtual currency. Uh, so the VC. Essentially, the game is infinity dollars. Mm-hmm. It's not seventy dollars. It's like you will always have to pay to buy this game over and over again, and then by the time you got done spending seven hundred and eleven dollars on the the past season just to participate in a game you bought. To not be able to play unless you bought the game some more. The next year comes yeah, along. 2K25 is here, baby. Already. Oh, no. Now <laughs> I gotta do, do again. this again. Yeah. I just got my I just got my builds together. I spent five hundred on all of them. So thousands of dollars in builds. On top of the seventy I spent for the game, the hundred for the next edition, which is no different than the other edition. Mm-hmm. But maybe you got Kobe's shoes. In a specific colorway. That's what right. they use to get you to spend yeah. twenty more dollars for a game. So you do that, then you come up with your builds. Now it takes time to develop your builds. Yeah. By the time you get them to any um, you know, point of efficacy, enough to be in the wreck and not get washed, the next game is out. Well, that's so what you, you said buy too. It again. Like, there's one thing about just being cosmetics, which is to me fine. Like, you would, whatever, like a Fortnite type mod. I don't know too much about Fortnite on fair. I don't play it, but if it's just uh, cosmetic, cool. Like, if it doesn't like affect anything that happens in the game, fair enough. Because I'm not spending a dime on it, and you know, if people want to spend a thousand dollars, cool. But when you do something like 2K, where like people are competing in that park with their my players, and then yeah, you might be casually trying to build up your guy, you know, in a non-paywall kind of way whereas some other cat just dropped a thousand bucks a day came out he's got like a max player what are we doing here like what's what What are we like what's going on like what level of fairness is this on the flip side though i understand where like 2k comes from like these cats are paying that money that's it until like the actual money starts to get taken out of their wallet it's not going to change like that's the only thing that really affects them is like if, if people don't buy 2k25 then things will change, but that's not gonna happen. Man, remember when you used to have to just play a game enough to get good enough to beat the game enough yeah. some more? To, and, and when you beat the game and achieved things, mm-hmm. feats, defeated foes and fiends in the game, you would level up in the game, and that character you used to do it with would be a better version of himself or herself. Yeah. And then it got easier to beat because you got better and yep. so your character got better. And when you did that, you unlocked some more shit because you getting better and so is the game. I do remember those days, yes. Now you can just buy your experience. Yeah. And everyone on that game could be trash, but with max players. And so they just do annoying shit on the game. Mm-hmm. And they spend, and with all of the surplus that they get from all of the VC that you spend your hard-earned greenbacks, as you say, on, they don't take that money and 
put it in the game to develop no, it no, no. Yeah, in no. a way that is a level up from the year before, it'd be the same exact game, mm-hmm. same exact graphics. What they do to lure you in, though, is they create a new world, which is the same world. It ain't it. It isn't the town anymore. It's the city. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it started from the that. village, so it was a yeah. village. You could only go so far. Now it's a now it's a um a town. Mm-hmm. Now this season it's going to be a city, and now it's going to be the world, right? Yeah. That's the only thing that they used to lure you in, and then you realize after you spent that money, dog, it's got the same animation problems that yep. we hate so much. The yep. same lag, uh, zero. Uh, it takes forever to get picked up. If at all, sometimes at certain times of the day, you get booted for no reason still. They don't enhance your experience at all. No, that's secondary. <laughs> if all. they got time for that, maybe they'll get around to that. But it's not. But at the same time, I mean, clearly the business model, at least on their end, works. So, Well, it's about getting these that. guys hooked on uh, what it is. Is like It's the same thing as like the drug game. That is getting people hooked on mm-hmm. a certain way of doing things and thinking about stuff. Yeah. So they lock you out of your old game. You just have to do the new one because everyone else is on the other one. So either you get it or you you start looking doofy playing 2022, 2K22, and they on 25. But even even if for some reason, I found this out pretty recently too. I don't remember the year cutoff. But even for some reason, if you did want to stay on 2K22, let's say, they cut off every two or three years like an online service out of it. So like I don't know where it's mm-hmm. at now, but you might not even be able to play 2K22. So this was mind blowing to me. So let's say you spent a thousand bucks on that my player that year, or you were like, man, like you were really into it. After a couple of years, that person literally disappears. Like you could literally not play that. So you, like, that's just money gone. Now you could say you live with, you have the experiences to remember. That's cool. And once again, I'm not opposed to it. if you got money to blow and you want to do it, knock yourself out. I just find that crazy. Like, there's no part of me that would ever do that. I didn't realize. That's right. Danny Brown said something similar because he was just going crazy over it. Like, dog, people be spending, like, someone spent, um, like, 25 grand on a bill. Um, God bless them and their mm-hmm. uh, financial security. Yeah, good but for them. They spent, but same shit. They spent 25 grand on some bills and whatnot and on that game in totality. And then their whole build is gone. It doesn't even transfer. Y'all just taking nah, their money? Yeah, that's just gone. Because I thought, I was talking like Ooh. a couple of buddies of mine like, are really, really into 2K. And I was just like, well, is there any way to like, yeah, transfer that VC? It was like, nah, like that character lives in that game and that's it. And then when they cut off the online service for that game, I mean, I, maybe you can still play them in single player. I don't really know how that works, but you definitely can't play them online. Even if for some reason you decide to go back to play 2K19, for example, like that's just gone. But that's also part of the digital age of gaming, too. Like, I'm still very old school, man. I still buy as many of my games physically as I can. Um, you know, they take up space. But at the same time, at least I know if I put that disc in, in that system, it's probably going to work. Versus games that just disappear if they're digital. Which, you know, a lot of them don't. But some do. But that's a nice cautionary tale, too. It's like, man, maybe having some physical copies of some things. Because, mm-hmm. like you said, pictures, anything that's tied to a web-based anything, a server, you're going to say delete. That's and it. this shit is just gone. It's gone. It was that's... never there to begin with. It yeah. was just that a bit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's interesting that you do that. Do you have the PS5 or the Xbox? Both. Both. We're, we're blessed these days. Okay, yeah, we managed to okay. diversify our bonds. We're both. We got the Switch. We're, we're rolling heavy. And it is like kind of my one still like hobby that I kind of keep up with. So 
praise I'm cool the with most invested high. there. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> I, I knew for shit show that you were still thoroughly invested in the gaming yeah. community. You, my brother. Uh, I got a PS5. We will have to exchange gamer uh, tanks because uh, what the fuck? Yeah, are we I'm doing? surprised I don't have. Actually, I think that we're, we probably we do. might. We, we might probably do. do. Yeah, we yeah, probably yeah, do. Yeah, we must. I don't see you want. Well, I don't know what. I probably just don't recognize it because I don't even remember what it is right now. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's another thing about <clears throat> when uh, when you didn't have all of these graphics and all of these processors and all of these different things, there was nothing but the fun. Like to this day, one of my favorite games of all time that I've ever played is a party game. It's called Poi Poi. It was Japanese. It was like a Japanese import. Yeah. Poi Poi, P O Y P O Y, and it was just a platformer. You run around as wacky big head characters. You just get to throw people around and slam people around and shit like that. Um, and I find that today, a lot of the games that I take a lot of enjoyment in, um, especially like right right now. And I want to hear your list of games that you play right now that you enjoy. But <laughs> Final Fantasy sixteen is what I'm working on right now. Oh, okay. Um, but fun wise, oh my gosh, man. It's called Overwatch 2. Oh, yeah. You're an Overwatch 2 kind of guy. That had a shaky oh. start at the beginning, people said. I, I don't play Overwatch, but I heard that people were not the most enthusiastic about launch Overwatch 2. Man, it is such a good time, especially when you're playing with your people, man, and y'all running around in like a team of, mm-hmm. like me, Chuck, Jay, you know, team of three, something like that. And, uh, it's a lot of parody, like the movement, like the mechanics. It's like the perfect kind of speed. Like it's fast, um, but it's not apex speed. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Ha- apex is the most absurdly fast game uh, in the world, and you die as soon as you land. Like yeah. as soon as you land, you are <laughs> fucking toast. Yeah. Immediately dead. You know what I'm saying? But apex is fun. But I think the best kind of combination or mixture of speed and like. Uh, Parody overall, like it's not a bunch of aim bots and this and that. Like, there's levels to the game, like as far as the skill set of the people that are playing, but they mm-hmm. match y'all up pretty good. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes you get rinsed out of there because like you just matched up. Like if I'm on, if my brother sends the mic over, pause, um, <laughs> and he's like running the game, it's at the level of, or if is fiance if she's running the game because they're both super high level especially her i'm playing against the toughest motherfuckers on planet earth yeah, yeah yeah which is what i prefer like when you're on like when you're a uh, multiplayer gaming don't you prefer to get your ass whooped well that's, a little bit that's the so thing that you get better it's been a big like discussion in call of duty and i, I i'm not playing modern warfare 3 this year just because like it's literally just the same thing as last year and i'm like hi right, man I, uh-huh. I appreciate the offer but i'm good i put in my work last year I played a lot of Modern Warfare 2, and it's been a big thing in the community there, the whole skill-based matchmaking thing. I might sound a little bit, like, rude saying this, but, like, I never fully quite understood the bitch and the moan about that. Like, to me, it's just, like, just get good. Now, I understand, yeah. like, and I play by myself fairly often. I have a couple people that I play with, but for the most part, like, especially when I was working weird hours, like, on radio, and, like, I'm like, yeah, I work nights, so my day's free. And everyone's like, yeah, cool, we work. And I'm like, all right, so I'll see you some other time. <laughs> Uh, so I play by myself a lot. Like it, I never quite you play with yourself that. a lot. Oh, yeah, thank you, Jesus. Walk right into <laughs> um, I never quite un- understood that. But if if uh, I unpack that to a more philosophical thing, uh, my girl has like a nephew. Yeah, nephew. I guess is the proper relationship term there. He's eight, eight year old kid. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, we played Donkey Kong Country 3 the other day. Oh, my gosh. I know. He wanted to play. He said it was like a game he knew about. I was like, classic. I don't believe that. But I, uh, first enemy in the game, he died at. Like, he just didn't jump. Oh, man, what happened trash. there? That's on him. Um, <laughs> he looks at me and he goes, All right, I'm done. Let's play another game. <laughs> I just like looked at him. I was like, what? And he was just like, Bro. let's put another game. Oh, you have more games. And I was like, no, no, no. That's not what this is about, man. This isn't about, <laughs> this isn't about like you have a modest challenge and you run away. So to me, the skill-based matchmaking is the same kind of thing, man. Like, all right, so those people are better than you. We'll try to figure out how to be better than them. I don't know. I find some fun in that. And maybe, yeah, maybe you just, just get smacked for like 30 minutes. Okay. If he if he had, you know how characters you might select on the character select screen have mm-hmm. attributes and they got the sliders? Mm-hmm. His resolve and resilience will be at like, like a, minus 10, man. It would be one, it would be one block lit up. <laughs> get smacked once. He's like, all right, new game. New game. That's a bigger you know thing, what? though, too. Of just they make games options. that easy well, today. That, too. And there's so many options, man. Like, I, back in the mm. day, like, I was grateful I had, like, Mario Brothers and, like, Mario Brothers 3. And I switched between them. But that's it. That's all I had. So there was no option mm-hmm. of me being like, oh, man, I died. I guess I'll just play something else. But now, yeah, you open up, like, a Switch library and you have a bajillion games in there. And sure, I guess if you die at one enemy, you just go to the next game. I don't Brother, you would play the same game for years. The replay value was that effortlessly amazing. Mm -hmm. You would just keep dying in Contra. Like some games you'd never ever beat because they were all that hard to play. Can I give you a Contra story real quick, man? Please do. This is a poor poor decision, man. uh, Listeners will love to hear it. I I, I saw Contra for the first time when I was like three or four years old. I had an NES like growing up and my dad would like occasionally play a random game, but he wasn't into game, but he would sometimes be like, all right, man, you like it. I'll play some random thing with you. And he brought some friend over who had Contra and I saw it, but I was a kid. I had no idea what was happening on the screen and I never saw it again. I was like, man, that game was really cool. Never saw it again. When I was in college, I bought Contra. It was like two bucks at some like random music store. They just had games on the side. These were simpler times back then. And I was mm-hmm. like, ah, oh, yeah, $2 conscious game is amazing. I plugged it in. I was like, oh, man, this is the game. This is the one from, like, when I was three. Like, okay. I didn't realize it was that hard. I was like, okay, okay. buddy of mine came up, and he was like, yo, like, you got Contra? I was like, yeah. And he was like, all right, man, let's play. And then he was like, but it's a difficult game. And he was like, all right, we we're going out that night. He's like, we'll pregame while we play. I'm like, all right, all right, good idea. <laughs> and then he goes, every time we die, we'll take a shot. We had uh, vodka. I used to get vodka from people because I'd help them with the Spanish homework. This is a side hustle I had. So <laughs> the people would buy me uh, bottles of vodka. Uh, yeah, we don't got to stay any ages here. So they buy me a bottle of vodka over here, and I'd have them over there. That was kind of the drink. So, yeah, we decided to take a shot every time we died of Contra. So there's only one problem with that. It's like Contra's just stupid hard. So, I don't know, about like four or five shots in, and we hadn't cleared level one yet. We were like, all right, hold up. How about we do a shot every time we get a game over? I was like, ah, that's a better idea. Yeah, man, we didn't pass stage two, bro. Like we were, and then obviously we got drunk, and then our motor functions got worse. So we just got worse. And I looked at him, I was like, this is a horrible decision. Like, why did we ever think that getting hammered playing a very difficult game was the right move here? It was a good night though. After that, you know, I think that that's a. Specifically, what the uh, alcohol attacks are your reasoning faculties. Oh, okay. I think that they specifically punch you straight in the logic. Just punch, <laughs> just punch your logic right in the face. Just kick it down the steps. Like your logic is just tumbling down the steps, like uh, 
like that one scene and I'm going to get you sucker. It just tumbles all the way down to the bottom of the steps. It does the family guy fall when the arms bent this way. Huh. The other one's going that way. Looking like a crime scene chalk man. And uh, it goes just like that. I can't recall actually ever beating a Nintendo game in my entire life. No way. Uh, Not one. I don't think so, brother. Oh, man. Uh, no. Well, no, I take that back, man. You I'm beat the Mario. original Mario Brothers. Listenership. All right, man. I'm telling Fibs, y'all. All right. So let me explain this. The game that I beat the most was probably um, Super Dodgeball, which has to be one of my favorite <laughs> games of all time to this very day. Shut up. I know, dog. I know, man. Uh, when well, you said Super, I, I was like, know, all right, dog. we getting somewhere. And then you said Dodgeball. I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, this is like different. Okay. Marcos is like, yeah, super unimpressed is what I am. I, you know, I thought that you were a gamer. You're talking about beating the game of dodgeball. It was a lot of tough opponents, and the, uh, the times were trying, and I had to exert a lot of concerted effort. I had to manage my my personnel in uh, all sorts of different kinds of personnel. ways. Uh, so. Depending on who, like, and you had to play all of the people of all of the nations. Like, when you played in Kenya, the ground was slippery. So that's difficult. You know, you had to, uh, you know, uh, you had to really pace yourself because if you didn't and you didn't gain enough speed, you couldn't do a super, super, uh, throw a super ball, pause, and uh, hurt anyone with it. You just threw a regular dodgeball. If I could give you the description on it, because apparently it's on the uh, Nintendo Switch. You could buy it for $5 here. Oh, my Uh, god! This isn't just your regular dodgeball. You can't just eliminate the whole team by hitting them with the ball. You need to reduce the opponent's team's HP to zero to win the game. For real? You get to play the newly formed American team and take on the world challenges. So you nailed that. Yeah, that's actually... I'm telling you, dog. Like, if you was on regular dry earth, you could throw that ball one time. (laughs) And knock every motherfucker out who was standing in front of that ball. Everybody at once. Ba 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 ba. And the whole team is folded, laying there, leaking. And like, There's what I love about dodgeball. It. Wow. Okay. Yes, bro. Uh, in Iceland, <laughs> which is the warmer, oh, which yeah. is the war, which oh, is the warmer no. island oh, between no. Iceland and Green- Greenland's the Iceland. <laughs> they didn't know that because we didn't have internet back well, that's then. That's true. Yeah, you got to put yourself time and place. That like, if yeah. you were, if you were in Japan, and you heard Iceland, you're like, ah, right, ice, cool, got it, nailed it. Hey, bro, that game was so unintentionally racist, bro. When you went, to, when you went to Japan and China, what was bro? The music that played was oh, literally. No. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Great music, but I was like, dog, that's literally the stereotypical standardized <laughs> Asian person song that you would. Oh my gosh, bro. I will say the American stage, or I presume is the American stage, is literally just oh stars and stripes on the ground. Bro. <laughs> like bro, they really went the, literal with that. Like Hey. Wow. The ground the ground was basically an American flag. That's it. It was American yeah. as fuck, bro. It wow. was basically like a stage from a American gladiators from like the nineties. You know, I uh, I mean, it's very, very, very random to bring this up. But I played American Gladiators, the NES game, two nights ago. Really? It's bad. Uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't <laughs> expect anything else to it. I'm not over here hustling to get American Gladiators. It's probably not on the Switch, but it it's bad. Yeah, it. You don't know what you're doing. The controls are horrible, and um, yeah, I 
I give. I mean, there's still get a lot of shovelware out these days of random games, but like those old NES, Super Nintendo games that like every movie that came out needed a game, every show needed yep. a game. You never know what the hell those are gonna be, man. Like you click on that, and who knows what's happening? You really don't, bro. Like, all right. So, what horrible game did you get a lot of burn out of? Did you play quite often? Like, all right, it was technically terrible, but it was actually amazing. What would that be for you? Uh, I, I will say. Uh, you'll probably remember the TV show more than more than me because I didn't watch it too much. But for some reason, I mean, this was like I said, like growing up, I'd get a video game a year and be happy with it and pray okay. that maybe my parents would maybe sometimes buy me something that I actually said or mentioned. <laughs> but once they came back with a game called, uh, like I think it was called Super Biker Men's from Mars or something like that. Now, this is like a cartoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know more you about this than super- I Super biker mice from mars there you go go. yeah so it's a racing game okay i probably if you would give me if you had asked me to give you an honest score about it i tell you it's probably a four out of ten but if you talk to like seven or eight year old like marcos i'd be like yo this thing's like a 10 out of 10 man this thing is fire bro like and i didn't even know the cartoon that much i was like i don't know and I will randomly still pop it in and it's still low-key kind of fire whatever it's just a typical think like mario kart but just like the the those mice, and then each guy had like a special ability, which I guess pertained to something about the cartoon. But once again, I ain't too familiar with that, so I can't give you those kind of details. Um, but yeah, you run around, you drive around a stage, three uh, D kind of as best as the NES could do, SNES could do, and uh, I probably give that one my my award of crappiest game that I still could probably enjoy. You know, I think that a shitty game that I would thoroughly enjoy or did was definitely... All right, so it was a few of them. The Bouncer was uh, from PlayStation 2. It was actually pretty legendary for what it was and the console it was on. The Bouncer was amazing because you got to... Oh, Fighting Force for PlayStation 1. Fighting Uh, Force. Yeah, that I do remember. Oh, my gosh. One of them low-budget but amazing-ass games. Mm -hmm. It was a beat em up just like so the bouncer was basically a upgraded next gen beat em up and successor to um the game I just mentioned, Fighting Force. Mm-hmm. They're not the same developers or anything, I, I don't think, but it was the same concept. Okay. Then you had a dope villain in the bouncer called Mugetsu. And he was soup he was like a super ninja, obviously, and they you know, they did to him what they did to Blanca and Charlie in Street Fighter. Because, you know, Charlie, Guile's homie, became Blanca because they was testing him, trying to make a super soldier. He mm-hmm. turned green and got strong and somehow still signed his name on the permission slip <laughs> to join a tournament <laughs> that involved. See, this is what I don't understand about Street Fighter. You can't ask those kind of questions, Fighter. man. You can't ask those kind of questions. Brother, <laughs> let me ask you, since you listenership, I'm sure y'all got the same kind of questions. How did Blanca have the presence of mind and Baraka to participate in a tournament? A tournament involves organization. Was his brain very organized? Wasn't he a wild green beast? Oh, what do you think? That's Marcos. really good. Someone I'm trying to up, figure man. out. Someone sign them up and just told where to be, the, man. Yo, <laughs> how, how does he know what time is? He still has a concept of time. He looks at the clock. Yo, what time is it? Uh, like, oh man, you know, I gotta get to Japan real quick for this fight, oh, real shit. quick. <laughs> hey, yo, bro, these fights was in different continents. Yeah, this that's dude the was getting on a plane, I'm, dog, yeah, flying. <laughs> nah, he had a private jet, man. Come on, man, this is big time, man. Was Street dog, Fighter, who was bro. Fl- 
You know what? Street Fighter he had two to like have, that. Street Fighter two. Who was his handler, bro? Like it had to be M. Bison himself, the only dude strong <laughs> enough to tell him what to do. Like with a psycho power. I I just think about shit like that now. I'm like the shit that we should just let go because we was kids and we was dumb. Well, that's another thing too. It was a video game. Like you never want because now, yeah, if you make a game for the most part, you try. Especially if you're trying to take it serious, you have to give a reason for things. I guess. Like Mortal Kombat has stories now, which oh, I appreciate. Gosh. I don't really play them, but I've heard that they're wild. But like when we played Mortal Kombat one, I never once questioned like where the hell Scorpion or Sub Zero came from. But then they gave movies you and know, stuff to answer those questions. I guess. Maybe that was the magic of those games that didn't explain shit. It was just random as hell, mm-hmm. like Killer Instinct. You know, just random and insane as hell, and had no had no no explanation. So Nothing. you just had to use your use your imagination. You make the explanation, which is the most important thing in the world. It was whatever you wanted it to be. You knew that the blue dude and the yellow dude did not fuck with each other. Yeah, you just that's, knew. That's, <laughs> they was different colors. <laughs> they was different colors. Ooh, so they probably didn't fuck with each other at all. And you, so I would read the booklet that the game came with, and I'll read a little bit in the back. That's a good point, too. Yeah, because it would, that's, I guess, where we would get our story from. Whatever that, like, paragraph that somebody wrote that hopefully somebody actually got paid for and cared a little bit is where we would get a little bit of a backstory as to what the hell is going on in this thing. Yes. As so, as, like, as soon as I saw that they was, their clans had different names, I'm like, oh, they don't fuck with each other. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. So you just naturally pick the other guy. Um, but that was the funny thing about the games back then. It's like you had to use your imagination because no one knew what the hell a metal, a metal, a gear, or a solid was <laughs> uh, at all. None of that shit made sense. Like the whole name didn't make no sense. But we was like, hey, you get to sneak around in this one. Tactical espionage. What was your favorite? I think that they started the espionage game. So what was your favorite espionage style genre game ever? Uh... Man, I'm a big Metal Gear guy. Yeah, I Metal Gear Solid Three is probably up there. I did enjoy okay. the Splinter Cell series; those first couple games. Um, okay, Sam Fisher, right? Yeah, Sam Fisher. Uh, it's it's tough though because a lot of that stuff kind of bleeds into different games now. Like, I don't know, there is a certain sameness in games now where everything is a little bit of an RPG and everything has some sort of stealth mechanic mixed in there too. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, from those kind of more traditional ones. Metal Gear Solid 3. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed all the Metal Gears. I, 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 weirdly enough, 5 is apparently what a lot of people say is an amazing game. I, I played it. I'm, I'm not the biggest fan, which is not that much of a popular opinion, but I'm not the biggest open world guy as well. Um, okay. I do appreciate some narrative and direction in the game versus here's a sandbox do you. That doesn't mean I won't play those games, but it's one of those two where like the older we get, uh, the less time we have. So yes. I also look at a game and I'm like, hold up, this takes how many hours to beat? Like a hundred? Oh. I was like, <laughs> I uh I might not have a hundred, um, unless you're really, really, really good. So it depends. Um Can I give you another crappy game real quick though that I do enjoy? Please do. Because I, I went bro. to go look at over here, I have a list of like the games that I put on the YouTube channel just to kind of keep track of. Uh 50 Cent Bulletproof for the PS2. The hell is that? Not a good game. Oh man, there's two. Um, there's two. Uh, the other one's called Blood in the Sand, right? I believe. I don't want to misspeak. There's two Fifty Cent games. One that came out for the PS2 called Bulletproof. Okay. I don't fully remember the story of that one, but I, I know you're like in a city, and I don't know. But the best part about it is it just plays like Get Rich or Die Trying as a soundtrack. Like there's not even a, like an a, there's not even an attempt to put any other music to the game. This <laughs> is like here's my album. 
And like you play this game that's just horrible. It plays like Gears of War, like a kind of like a cover based shooter kind of thing. Oh. And then Blood in the Sand was a sequel that came out for Xbox 360. So we managed to get an HD. Uh, that one has, what is the Massacre? It was like a second album. Uh, mm-hmm. So that one has that and Get Richard Die Trying as a soundtrack included with some other songs. And that is 100% Gears of War. And that storyline, he goes, I mean, it's a tremendous storyline. You should definitely watch the cutscenes if you got some time. He goes to perform a concert in like Saudi Arabia or Iraq or something like that. And they won't mm-hmm. pay him. So he's going to get that money. And that's the whole game. Like he basically oh, just killed a whole like mafia of people to get some sort of like jewel or something that then compensates you for your services at the concert you perform. I vaguely remember that being the case. I played in 2016. It's been a minute. Two very bad games. Incredible though. <clears throat> at the worst, you're just listening to 50 Cent, which is also solid. So like when the game was like really crappy, I was like, all right, well, I don't know. Big pimpin's on. I was like, how bad could this be? <laughs> like <laughs> Oh my gosh! I'm like, man, I, you know, I died trying a lot, you know, but mm-hmm. uh, bottom thing. Uh, <laughs> no, there was a uh, Def Jam Vendetta has to be another one. Def Jam Vendetta, man, I never played it, man. I don't whoa, have it hey, either. Hey, I always want to play. Whoa, whoa, oh my god, you've On the never. List. I never played it. I've Ooh. seen it. I've heard of it, obviously. But I've you not, can check not that off it. right now. I gotta oh get my it. God. Oh, it's one of the illest games ever made, bro. It's the only hip hop game ever. I don't know if you can make a game like that anymore. I'm not sure if that like Um, gets approved. I just think about Pat Longstaff when I think about a game like that. Shout out to Patricia Longstaff. I hope you know she's doing incredibly well. Uh, Remember Pat Longstaff, bro? Name sounds familiar, but I'm trying to think. So, all right. Pat Longstaff, it was a difficult course, but it was our entertainment law class. Oh, you had to yeah. write memos and briefs every day. Yeah. You said that right, because nah. that shit was hard as fuck. Yeah. yeah. We, hey, we erased that why. completely from our memory, man. That was, <laughs> that, that was Whatever the last day of that class was, that class stopped existing for me in my database. That's not... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my yeah. gosh, Pat Longstaff, bro. wow. Yeah, I haven't thought about that. Damn. Because we used to always have to think about the legalities of anything and everything. Like, yo... What if, uh, what if like you're, uh, you know, you got a tattoo and you appeared in like a TV show mm-hmm. and like you didn't let the tattoo artists know and they sue you. Like, what is that called? Is that liable? Is that, uh, <laughs> yeah, I forgot the other one that isn't liable now, but there was, I mean, those uh, two always ended up being kind of the same thing. And I was like, I don't know, it was, man. They all look the same. It was, the same thing. <laughs> it was always liable and defamation of character. Oh, there you liable go. and defamation there of character. There you go. Yes. But just likeness-wise um, now, how do you get, like, who, just likeness-rights-wise, how the hell do you get a Def Jam Vendetta game made, like, right now? Like, who's mm-hmm. sitting down with, like, Lil Wayne and, like, Jay, and, like, just trying to explain to him, so here's what I'm trying to do. It was a fighting game. It was, like, a wrestling mm-hmm. game or something along those lines? It was all of that, and they yeah. would do hood shit. Like, Joe Budden, like, Joe, <laughs> Joe Budden had one of the, Joe Budden had one of the illest motherfucking, <laughs> like, super moves, bro. Like, I'm dead ass serious. I would use Scarface a lot. Ludacris was he oh, had good. crazy hands. Um Scarface was a big body, but I would use this one dude named Zahir. He wasn't even a rapper, he was just some random African who would slam the fuck just out of people. Fill up the roster. Yeah, just... they just had to fill up the roster, dog. <laughs> they had this random African priest and he would slam the fuck out of you. Like he would do like his version of the Razor Ramon, Razor's Edge, bro, and end your shit effortlessly, bro. Like he had the most power, so I would use him. Everybody else was trying to use 
rappers they knew. And I'm like, don't do that. Like, you need to understand game mechanics. He was kind of like a cheat code hidden in the midst of rappers because he knew regular basic bitches would pick regular, <laughs> like, would use rappers because they're like... I mean, that was kind of the like, selling point of the game. You know, yeah. it's like getting Nike, like Nike and Adidas, like getting the name brand and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, I'm going to get this random dude. He was like, a, um, you know, like a car, like the Fast and the Furious. It ain't got no decals on it. Ain't mm-hmm. got no cool rims. It's the sleeper, though. It, like, yeah. it's the fastest car. Yeah, same shit. He was the illest dude. <laughs> no one would ever pick him. I would always destroy everybody with this random guy. Well, there's, Names I hear. There's apparently 46 playable characters. Uh, yes, it's th- ridiculous. There's D-Mob's crew, which I guess is the rappers. <laughs> and then there's just fighters, which is everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, there's about, I'm not going to do live math here, but there's about maybe 15 rappers and then I guess 31 actual fighters, which I appreciate. I did not know DMX and Funkmaster Flex were in the game, though. Bro, it was the illest soundtrack to a video game outside of like oh, the Grand imagine. Theft Auto franchise I've yeah. ever heard. Dead ass serious. The dopest intro to a video game. All of that shit, man. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a very incredible game. Back to the lightness and stuff like that. You know what? You know why I don't think it would do well today? One, they don't make good fighting games today anyways, outside of Tekken, which they haven't developed beyond since Tekken 7, which came out like six years ago with some shit. Tekken 8 is but, apparently, or whatever they're on, it's coming out relatively soonish, right? I heard. I saw like a trailer a, for it. But I'm not. I am a Tekken fan. Yeah, like, it's probably okay. my favorite uh, game franchise, so I can't wait until 8 comes out. Pause. Um, <laughs> so I can't wait until that comes out. And outside of that, though, the reason why I don't think that Vendetta would really do well today is because of just the legality of it all. On top of that um, is no rappers today Uh, individually are dope enough individual people with characters that are clearly defined like a RZA, a JZA, Mm -hmm. uh, Face Mob, Ludacris. Yeah. Uh, 50. No one is really like, they're all a herd. They're more like a herd, and all sheep look the same. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Relatively speaking, they kind of rap the same as a whole group of them. They rap like each other. They, yeah. like each other, they dress like each other. They use each other's lingo. E40, you can only, it's, it's, like, it's only one of them. Yeah. 100%. So, back in the day, it was a bunch of one of ones. Mm-hmm. So, it's easy to make character models and make, a, like, what would their moves be? Yeah, no, and then it would no be idea. easy yeah. to come up with what uh, Ludacris's move might be, or what mm-hmm. Joe Budden's move might be. Um, their style of dress, everyone dresses the same. Yeah, everyone has the same stuff. They got the same lingo for what it's called drip. I don't know why, but that's what they decided <laughs> on. Uh, they all use the same words because they're all on the same shit. Mm-hmm. The internet, so yep. it's internet culture. So it would like it wouldn't be very interesting. Yeah. I don't think that it would be that interesting nah. on top of the legality, like the legality of it all. Plus no one lasts long enough to become anything lasting. So you wouldn't um, trust in like, yo, Lil Peep, you can get Lil Peep. It's like, I mean, right. By the time the game comes out, it's like, who, Lil who? Lil what? Lil who? Yeah. They're gone already. Yeah. Like they're already gone. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It was uh, a different time. It's really one no of those one. games that could only exist at that time. I'm not yep. sure we could. We could pull it off. And even if you were to get bigger, even if you somehow convinced Drake to be in the game or future to okay. be in the game, I don't really want to wrestle with Drake. Like, it's not a thing I want to do. Like, it doesn't speak no to me. No one wants to really. But you tell yeah, me DMX them... is in the game, rest in peace. Absolutely. I'm like, oh, hold up. That's a different different beast right there. That's a different beast, mm-hmm. you know? And they're definitive enough. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
clearly, like if you got to choose the RZA or somebody, they're probably doing some Shaolin shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's a I good mean? point. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's easy, but no, no point. one else today has nah. definitive characteristics. Nah. Like, like what the fuck does Playboy Cardi do? Nah. Like not not singling him out, but mm-hmm. just making a point. Oh yeah, yeah, no yeah. No one 100%. knows. Yeah, no one knows. Shoot, like there was a um, Def Jam Vendetta. Yeah, that shit, please put... Yeah, you definitely got to put that shit on the list. I got it. That's on the bucket list. I got to get that done. That is on the list, I can't imagine. Man. I don't want to look it up now because I, I can't imagine how much that goes for. You never know with these old games. It could go for like $10 or I could look it up and be like, yo, they only made like six copies of that. So it's like a thousand bucks. And I'm like, what, what happened? Uh, mm-hmm. well, I'll, I'll look at it later. Let's see. I'll be curious to see because I don't, I don't know. But yeah, that's definitely... Good shot on that one. I haven't thought about that game in a minute. So what else you play? You playing Final Fantasy 16? What else you got? Well, that might All just right, be so it, right? Because that thing like also is like ridiculously long, right? Yeah, it takes up your life. Uh so <laughs> and that's why it's taking so long to beat. Pause. Um is uh so Final Fantasy 16. <laughs> oh, man, that one, that one. That, that. <laughs> 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 hey, I'm quick with it, man. Hey. So Final Fantasy 16. Hey man, you gotta stay sharp. Mm-hmm. Uh fi- Final Fantasy 16. Yo, I, I highly recommend It Is What It Is, bro. Like, so it's a new podcast with uh, Cam and Mace, bro. Oh, my oh no. I, I don't listen to the pod, but I get the clips on social, like, all the time. I mean, it's, it's okay, good. It's 10 out of 10. Every sports thing they 10, have, fam. I'm like, I mean, this is amazing. It, this is tremendous. It's like, incredible, it's, bro. It's, yeah, 10 They're out of everything. They're super knowledgeable. Yeah. They're super hilarious. Yeah. It's like a thousand pauses per episode. Yeah, I mean you can't like it's not stop, man. I saw a clip, it's like they man. invented it's like they invented that game. I think mm-hmm. to be honest with you, I forget now the context of it. Like I think it was Mace Red Cameron, like his old lyrics or something like that, and like uh-huh. asked him to explain like what exactly do you mean when you say you were gonna hold that thing for him until it came or something like that, and oh, it was no. just two minutes of just like laughter and like he's like i don't i can't explain that man pause i get but like i don't even know what i was thinking unbelievable 10 out of 10 show nothing that they say is safe like they say pause after every other thing everything 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 that they say oh bro it's uncontrollable pause worthiness like that like that they put into the thing man pause uh it's one of the best shows ever man uh uncle nocho was cool as well but boy yeah it is what it is like come on man they Bro, they got like even their correspondence is like genius. Like they got Maurice Claret, mm-hmm. they got OJ Simpson. Yeah, they got man, the I best, mean, yeah, most unexpected. All of that is a part of the comedy. Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like the fact that OJ Simpson is a correspondent mm-hmm. is hilarious, and it's like in and of itself. Um, and then you got Maurice Claret, but they're also looking out for people that society kind of threw away. Yeah, that's true. So, um. Like it takes interesting dudes who have a lot of empathy and a lot of heart to even do that. Um, so I really give kudos to them and and run that show as professionally, like on the production side of things. It is clean, yeah. I, I respect that a lot. And, I mean, you look at it the same way. Like I, I listen to the show and then I'll also watch kind of the stuff and like the amount of stuff they get on social. How everything always sounds good. The presentation of it, like it's yeah, it's it's an A plus production, man, from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, you turn those mics on and you have absolutely no idea what's gonna happen. Like I like, bro. I have no idea. Know. And then and they also like give like real like sports takes too. Like they give like real stuff that I listen to sometimes. I'm like, man, I didn't think about it that way. But yeah, he's kind of right. Like, 
they have great points. Yeah. Like because what I didn't know, and you learn a lot about them. Like they're totally qualified to be there and do mm-hmm. and do what they're doing. You get a lot of OG insights just from them being in the industry. Yeah, the, uh, their relative industries, but they were also super like. Uh, at an earlier stage in their life, superstar standouts in the sports that they talk about mm-hmm. and cover more, um, more basketball, but they definitely, since they were that enthralled with sports in general, they have a very educated eye and a great keen date. Yeah. Um, they're not just saying shit to be saying shit. It's yeah. well thought out and it's very thoughtful. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Shoot, man. What time is it out there? It is nine thirty nine out there you know what man i would love to have you on the show on a more regular basis man i would love to do this again and we'll leave the listeners with this for now um in the interest of time it is sunday night um especially on the east coast Mm -hmm. uh you're currently in cranford yeah yeah we're in jersey east coast here yeah yeah yeah. cranford and sons east coast stand up Mm -hmm. big jersey (laughs) big jersey as they say uh shit yeah man if you don't mind we'll do the shit again yeah nah i mean you saw how easy it was man you texted me and i said yeah (laughs) like whenever you need me you tell me brother like this shit is too easy man like as a matter of fact we're hour and nine and i'm like bro like we could just keep going and going pause but (laughs) this is so easy to do that we'll just do the shit again listen to shit you know what i mean yeah because i feel Uh, like we haven't even started talking yet i don't even feel like we even started like i have a a gigantic list of all of the stuff that I could have mentioned, but I'm like, you oh, know man. what, bro? When we get we onto the this. list, we got into the fact that I have a job, which yeah. is good, and then I play like two video games. We got to <laughs> two Chucks, points, apparently, right. which I definitely don't remember at all, and I'm gonna have to oh Google later because I I believe you, but I have absolutely hey. no idea where Chucks <laughs> is on a map right now. Like, I don't, and I hey, apologize man. for Chuck's staff because apparently we had a great time there, but man, oh, man. we used to that. always be there, dog. <laughs> uh, me, you. Chuck Dixon pause. No, so the Peter, it was called Peter Place. Oh, no, it was just that. I mean, I, I call it the Peter Place because it was Peter's, but it was called Peter Place. Oh, I oh, think okay. that it was called Peter Place, fam. Was, like, yeah. That place was banging, it, man. It, Those things were like five bucks or something like that. We used to get $5 Peter's oh, every single Lord. day of our life. So good. Sometimes we would leave our card at Chuck's. So we had to go there and, oh, you still got my card? Yeah, let's close it out. <laughs> Spend a maximum of $7 for the night. Drinks are so cheap. Yeah. And then we would go. We'd go to Peter Place and then Insomnia Cookies when like mm-hmm. we needed some yeah. needed some of that, bro. Them insomnia cookies, bro, and mm-hmm. they would be open until like three in the morning. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, they had a good bro. business model. They know what they were doing. They knew what they was doing and they knew that we weren't sleep yet. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So all right. Final Fantasy so just to answer your question real quick. So Final Fantasy sixteen, Overwatch two, when I have people to play with, pause. Um and what else? So Chuck just got me to download the finals, which is a game that I don't. Uh, I I got got a war that I sat down to pick up sixteen. Hmm. And uh, war see. like the oh. original, like the PS4 one, like oh no 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 not, 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 not the PS2 one, but like the Ragnarok. Oh Ragnarok, the new one. I right, bet bet yeah. Yes yeah. yeah the old one. So Ragnarok, and then I have um. For just infinite replay value, Sifu. Oh, yeah. That's if tough, you though, right? Have you played that? Uh, no, but I've heard, like, it's good. Ooh, but, yeah, I've not, like... Please. Yeah. It's got, oh like, a unique gosh, little, like, Marcos. fighting stance mechanic thing and it's stuff It's so like that. unique, brother. Yeah. And I'm a martial artist, man. So, Kung Fu's my martial art. Wing Chun, to be specific, listenership. I, y- y'all know that. Uh, but um, it's incredible, fam. It's mm. incredible. 
And it's like classic video game fun mm-hmm. in this modern age. Yeah. You can play this, and, and it's hard because you get beat and you just got to go back yeah. and fight a bunch of motherfuckers all over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. So it makes you replay it over and over and over and over again, fam. I'm telling you, the mechanics are insane. Mm. Um, and Ghost of Tsushima. Ha, well, there's Still. no way you could be playing all these, man. Because like some of these just take I'm like not playing rest Ghost of your life. Right now. Like, yeah, I was gonna say like Ghost of Tsushima yeah. itself is like yeah. yeah, I played through that. That was it's nice. But once again, that's another one it's where incredible. like open world. I'm like ah, eh. but I mean that game, that story, everything about it. Is you know what? Ghost of Tsushima is the world is open, but it's pretty much a straight ahead narrative, which is what I loved about it. Exactly. It gives you an open world feel, but you can achieve your goal of beating the game. Yes, 100%. Open world, you kind of you kind of distill the problem with open world because they run, like, if there's no narrative, there's no sense of satisfaction because there's no completion. You're just there. Yeah. Flapping in the wind. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's what they're doing with a lot of these infinitely big games is that they're actually small. Yeah, oh, 100%. When you think about it, because mm-hmm. it's like, there's no satisfaction. We want to beat something. Yeah. We want to achieve something. So eventually, you lose interest in a world that doesn't really change it, a world you can't conquer. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm going to just customize my person. Cool. And then customize, and then get tired <laughs> of the customization, and then customize them again. Cool. And then run around and customize them some more. Yeah. So they make games that just, that's what that guy was saying. And it was an interesting mm-hmm. point. He was like, yeah, you just... You make games that you don't fully develop. You go, we're going to get it done eventually. So you come up with a five and a 10 year plan like Destiny well, that, or something. Yeah, I mean, those, and then eventually yeah. you just do the micro transactions and make people just have to pay for a game that they're not done with. Yeah, that. When, when you used to pay for a game that they were done with. Yeah, and that's why I still, to a large extent, really appreciate like Nintendo games because for the most part, when they send that game out, it's done. Good or bad. Like, even if there's, like, stuff that should be patched that doesn't work or whatever, they're like, nah, that's it, man. Like, here's here's The Legend of Zelda. Mm-hmm. That's it. We spent, like, seven years working on this thing. Mm-hmm. Hope you like it. On you after that. Um, Enjoy this for a few years, um, and then we'll be back. Because, obviously, we're working on a few games at a time. That way, we can roll them out on a staggered scale. So, once you have fun with this for a year or two... Uh, We'll have the other one we've been working on mm-hmm. for nine years. You know what I'm saying? But they're a rare company in that um, sense. A lot of them do what you said. They put the game out and then they will fix it when they fix it. Uh, Cyberpunk. I think yeah. you mentioned like Cyberpunk on there, which I, I haven't, oh my I haven't gosh. played. But like it came That's out incredible. completely like broken. And now it's like It awesome. didn't even work. Yeah. It didn't, I mean, it just didn't even technically work. just did not work on some systems. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's it would overheat your Xbox or some <laughs> yeah, shit. Like, motherfucker shit was just melting down. Stories were like, bur- wow, man. <laughs> it was melting the semiconductor uh, <laughs> microchips. Yo, that game was breaking people's consoles. It was so terrible, dog. Yeah. They had to pull it off the shelf completely. Yeah, it was um, for the PlayStation. That's right. At some point, yes. they just did not sell it for a certain period of time, which is just bananas. Yeah. That I've never heard of that. You release a game, and then PlayStation themselves are like, you know what? Listen, man, it's better if you just... <laughs> Go work on that real quick. We don't really want to be affiliated with that right now. So yes. you do you on that one. Man, that's just Fam, crazy. I uh so my brother Chuck got it all early and shit. He's like, yeah, so it's like it's terrible. Well it was hype. But Everybody love- like this was like a game of the century type thing. Like this is like, yo, yes. like coming off the Witcher 3, like the Siege of Proud Red, like this is like Count Reeves and like this is gonna be like woof. And whatever, I was like, all right, man, I'll check it out if I check it out. And then after that, like first week, I was like, oh boy. They had Keanu, like they was 
bro, they touted this game to be so ill that they had Keanu Reeves be the dude in the commercial yeah. to sell this shit to us. So imagine how bust over the head we got, like, wow, mm-hmm. when, like, the whole game didn't work. <laughs> I ain't, like, that was the ultimate gaming okie doke yeah, of man. all time. No one saw that shit coming, not even the fucking developers. Uh, so they sent out hella patches and a whole new game. They said, hey, we'll give you your money back. It was so bad. Yeah, they did um, some refunds as well. That's right at the beginning. Yeah, and now it's like yeah, I think Cyberpunk like two point or two point one. I forget what like the last patch is, and it's apparently mm-hmm. amazing. And everyone loves it. And yes, yeah, like DLC Chuck for loves it, Cyber- it's tremendous. Chuck's beat cyber. Uh, Chuck has beaten cyber, uh, Cyberpunk uh, twice already, three times. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. I can attest to it. I haven't beaten it, but it's incredible. Like the world and everything. Yeah. Like it's everything that they said it was once. It works. Was it works? Uh, was now it that it fucking works. Yeah, as long as it doesn't destroy my <laughs> PS5 and shit. God dang. That's great. Um, yeah, so uh, Cyberpunk is ill. And uh, there was another game I was thinking about. Um, and then we'll get out of here. It was um, Cyberpunk. What about? Oh, so they made an anime. Uh, it, it, it's on Netflix. Um, based on that world, it's called Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Yeah. You, I have not seen it. But I've I've heard okay. good things, but I've not seen it. It's ten or eleven episodes of magic, sir. Mm, okay, that is what I recommend. Highly flawless. Yes, man. That being said, family, listenership, audio dope. This is Marcos, my brother, and you'll hear from him very soon. I mean, shit, he down. It sound like he down. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Y'all down? One text I'm away, down. man. One text away. Just one text away, man. So we will see y'all on the next one. Audio Dope out. We love y'all. Have a beautiful one, all right? Beautiful. Man. You know what I'm saying? You weren't kidding. It was just like having a conversation. I told you, bro. I told you.